You're listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Nick. This is Lucas. This is John. This is Tom. This is Tyson. And you're listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. Classic. This is this is going to be real rough. <laughs> All right, everybody. So this is going to be me and Tyson. Little little backstory. We uh, went to Whiskey Street, had some drinks, had some food. That's right. We did. We're in my office now, my my work office. We just kicked everybody out. We're drinking beer, holding microphones on this gadget that Nick gave us. So here's the thing is if you're hearing this, it means it worked. And if it didn't work, no one will ever <laughs> hear this because I'm not trying this again. This is take two for Tyson. Yeah, right? this is take two. So Tyson, my friend, this is going to be the This is Tyson episode. Yep. Being that I'm, I'm thankful for our friendship, it'll be coming up Thanksgiving week. That's right. Right that's on. Right. Clever that's, brand. That's uh, that's perfect time for this episode to come out, I think. I think it's <laughs> out of all the the thankful things to be thankful for, this friendship, these beers are the highest of them. Hell yeah. All right. Well, fuck this. Let's get down to it. Let's do it. How did you meet me? Or when did we meet? We met in junior high. I think you were Jordan's locker partner. Not mm. by choice. Not by his choice. Yeah, no, I don't think it was by either one of your choice. Like, Yeah, I think we were both left standing. Yeah, like you were the two shy kids that were left standing for locker partner assignments. And it was like, oh, let's uh, fucking be locker partners. And then I distinctly <laughs> remember some incident with either your eye or Jordan's eye and a three-ring binder. Oh, it wasn't even that. It was a... It was some girl, and for whatever reason in junior high, flirting involves assault. Yeah, no, I <laughs> mean, that makes it sense. It was one of those, you know, the in a filing cabinet, what holds the files, those green folders oh, yeah, with the yeah, little yeah. plastic white edges? Yeah. She swung one of those at me, and it clipped me across the top of my eyelid. That's right. And I don't remember anything other than just... It didn't hurt. I just saw a lot of red. And were you there when that happened? No, I was there for the aftermath. I was there like right after it happened. Because I remembered everybody just like thinking I had gone blind and me being like, why is everybody freaking out? <laughs> yeah. Why am I seeing red? Someone like, help me you're out. You're looking on the ground for your eye. The nurse started screaming. The teacher, the health teacher, remember her? Yes. She just started yelling, you're in shock. And I was like, I'm not in fucking <laughs> shock. What is going on? Oh, when health teachers try to be real health professionals. Yeah, so that was that time period. Yeah, so that's that's when we, so like what year would that have been? We graduated 97. in 2003, 97, yeah. Because when we were in seventh grade in 97, eighth grade in 98. Oh, I never realized that. That's convenient. Mm -hmm. I can kind of make a little bit more sense of my life timeline now. <laughs> You're old as shit, Tyson. Oh, fuck, right? Yeah, so that's, that's when we met way back in 1997. Been friends ever since. Mm-hmm. I'm... I'm carefully watching our levels. I'm worried that I'm going to blow this thing out. I'm, I'm probably more worried. Remember that time you and I got in like a legit fight? Did we? Yeah. When was this? With the kendo sticks. Yeah, but that, we weren't like serious, were we? I don't remember. No, there was one time like you hit me hard and then I came at you <laughs> and then you took me down. <laughs> the only, I was like. So this is the, the primo memories of our friendship. Yeah, was, I took like, you down in the kendo I, stick yeah, fight. Fucking kendo sticks, man. Like. Oh, I don't know what the hell we were thinking. So timeline, junior high, we were friends. Yep. Um, we hung out quite a bit in junior high. Yep. And then uh, the I remember hanging out when your mom was mad at you. For which time? So <laughs> here's a little backstory for my... This is going to be the most loose and candid of these This Is episodes. So <laughs> yeah. we were... We hadn't been friends super long. And you invited me over to come play games. And so you and me and Jordan were hanging out playing Nintendo 64 right. or something. And your mom had checked the... Oh, Power School. Power School. Which oh, was yeah. This was like one of like hundreds of times she got mad at me over Power School. For those not familiar, please, yeah. they uh, in, what was it, junior, like ninth grade or something like that. It was... It wasn't uh, right off the bat in It was No, think. it was seventh grade. Was it seventh grade? It, well, it was pretty early on in our friendship. Well, at the advent of the internet, they introduced this horrible, horrible system <laughs> uh, that here local, I know it's called other things and other school systems use different programs, but they're all kind of the same. The one that we used back then, it was called Power School. And essentially what it was is parents could, and students, I guess, could get on and online and check their grades in real time. So like... 
teachers, you know, they would enter in your grades for the paper you wrote, and then it would calculate like what your score thus far in the quarter is for, for that class. Mm -hmm. And my mother was on that thing. Like, like every, I just remember every day coming home from school and she was just sitting there at that fucking computer, like just waiting to like, ask me about something. And, and here's, and here's kind of like the crux of the whole thing is like, it's a hundred percent. Like at the time it was like a hundred percent manual input. Right. So if yeah, the, the teacher didn't yeah. like, like if your mom knew that you had to turn in a three page paper to a, a teacher that day. And if they had better things to do than yeah, to report that you. The, yeah. Then in. to immediately like grade your paper. So it's like a day or two or three. Well, like in the meantime, because there's like a time set on timestamp on it, it would just default on the due date to 0% if there mm-hmm. wasn't anything manual input. And then the teacher a day or two, when they finally got around to grading, it would put that shit in. And it was just like. My mom just never got the hang of the, that's how it worked. And so fast forward, 1997, yeah. Tyson and I hanging out. Before this, I had had friends in like elementary, but I was definitely a loner. Kind of did my own thing. And uh, so this was pretty much me hanging out with friends. Not yeah. necessarily for the first time, but for the first time. Yeah. We're hanging out. I'm like, this is kind of weird. This is cool. It's after school. <laughs> We're enjoying some time together. And I hear from the other room like, Something, some expletives from your mom, like, yeah. God damn it, Tyson, you stupid fucker. So, I don't remember, but there was a lot of them. She wouldn't have dropped the F-bomb, but I could definitely know, God damn it, Tyson was probably. There were ex- expletives yeah. in your name, and my gut dropped. Yeah. And your mom came in and was just yelling at you. And we're me and Jordan, it was our turn, so we're playing this game, and you, I stopped, because I don't know what to fucking do. I'm like a deer in headlights, and you're getting yelled at. And I turned to Jordan, and he's like, yeah, dude, like... Debbie, yes. do her thing. Don't worry about this it. Happens. And then and you would like turn to me like, "Hey, you playing or what?" And take the controller. Yeah, that was very early memories of me. I got used to that power school berating pretty quickly. Did it, did it help you get better grades? No, it did not. I mean, and and here's the thing: my mom is a great mom. I don't want to make it like paint her in a bad light, but power school was like the worst thing that was ever introduced to the school system. I don't know how pervasive it is now. I don't know how much parents use it or students use it or anything, but man, when it was first introduced, oh, it, it was, was a real problem. Yeah. It was a real fucking problem. Yeah. Like I just remember like just multiple times a week have to explain, like I turned the paper in, they haven't graded it yet. Well, they better have not. I'm like, hey, <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. And I remember your mom not knowing who I was. <laughs> it was like, it oh, yeah. So I want to, I guess we can break this up a little bit. So junior high then, uh, do you have any favorite memory or something that sticks out from us hanging out in junior high? I, you know, honestly, like I don't remember friendship. Like, a super ton about junior high, like just as a whole. Like I remember drama class. Yeah, I had that with Mr. Stout. Yeah, with Mr. Stout. Who, where I didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, like we never had to do anything. And then... We all thought he was fucking the the one teacher, and then it turned Spoiler out. Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> turns like, out kids in junior yeah. high are pretty good tells for yeah, exactly. adultery. Exactly. Like we found, like what we found out in high school, like that they had gotten caught. Um, that's funny, but uh, yeah, man. Like I don't know, junior high. I remember like we, it's spotty. Like I remember, like for one thing, I have a terrible fucking memory. But like I remember, like the chalk art. Remember, like the chalk, art, chalk art things, like out on year. the. The like, and I'm pretty sure I did that with you at least mm-hmm. once. Yeah, we did a like an ocarina of time. Yeah, or we some did an ocarina thing. of time one. There's probably pictures of like so much of this stuff like buried in one of our parents. Like you know, Awk- where they keep all the. Do you remember all those terrible awkward stomps or dances that we went oh, to? Yeah, the yeah the they, they called them stomps. Yeah, because like you weren't supposed to bring a date, which was much like Stranger Things too. It was like, who's not going to dance with me this year? Yeah, <laughs> or this so, month. So that was always depressing yeah that was weird so that um, was junior high well it sounds like you remember more high school but you and i yeah i don't think we were as close to friends in no, high we school dr- we drifted a little bit in high school you went uh, one way i went the other way yeah like you know i i hung out with the illustrious dance company crowd <laughs> yeah i think you went a little bit more the dance company and i, I don't want to say lds but it was more lds oh people. no it was yeah it was way lds and at Which that it, time in my life i was kind of like wavering back and forth on like I wasn't like, I think I, I wasn't old enough to like have my own identity. And so it was very much like influenced by, 
you know, the people were, I was hung around with. You're I mean, figuring I, out who you were. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, I was really, like, fence-sitting on, like, the whole LDS thing. And, I mean, it didn't help that my high school girlfriend was LDS and, like, all the kids I was hung out with was LDS. And, I mean, it just also just the whole living in Utah thing, right? So. Well, and me being somewhat the polar opposite of that community. Yeah. Didn't yeah. really set us up for hanging out much. Yeah. Well, I mean, and we all kind of like, I mean, Jordan went off and hung out with like. Yeah. Jordan had his crew. Yeah. Because like, the three of us hung out in junior high and then we kind of went our separate ways in yeah. high school. But I mean, we were always friends. Like we were never like mean to each other. Like, I don't remember like any, like we were always like, I, I remember we were like friends. I just don't think we, we just didn't hang out that much. I think we usually ended up going to the dances together too, right? Yeah, when yeah, I, we did. I had a girlfriend yeah. and you had a girlfriend during high school. Yeah, we did some, group things. We definitely did some like group dances together, like uh, running shitty limos. And <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Uh, like the only dance I can think of is Sadie Hawkins, but like that wouldn't have been our like we wouldn't have planned that one. Um, yeah, but those awful high school dances. We did some group stuff. Um, yeah, man, fuck. High school. Jesus Christ. I mean, it wasn't so that long ago. Was it that long ago? Dude. It's almost 15 years ago. God damn. I so, didn't how old I was. So there's high school. You did the dance company thing. Yeah. What did uh, you do? That's a great question. I remember there were some bands. I was in, uh, so in high school, I, <laughs> I had a girlfriend, which, you know, didn't work out as they don't. <laughs> <laughs> it was, well, at least in high school, they don't. So, I, in junior high, I did karate was kind of my big thing. Um, yeah, I remember that. And I, I got pretty serious about that for a while. And then right around the age of, when is it? It's like 15 that you leave junior high here in Utah and we go to high school. And I remember thinking like, I want to get laid at some point <laughs> and I'm not sure how much. Karate, karate this is, is not the me. path to that. To and that. I, yeah. I remember thinking like very much in the, the vein of uh, like dazed and confused I don't know if you remember that this uh -huh. whole speech that where I was like, well, I like the idea of playing an instrument. I've always thought guitar was cool. There's a lot of bands I like. So I picked up the guitar. So junior high was me learning the guitar. And then I think high school was then applying it. So I hung out with our buddy Nestor a lot. Yep. And that's when I started getting more into comic books and Kevin Smith. Because uh, I didn't get into comic stuff until probably my senior year to a greater extent. And then I was in bands. Nestor and I were in that uh that band, Pumpkin Pie. Pumpkin <laughs> Pie. Fucking. That shitty Pumpkin Pie. Oh, Jesus Christ. We had like the most offensive <laughs> names for some of our later bands. <laughs> but uh, like Rebound Crush, and then they got worse and worse. I always wanted you guys to be Jesus in a mesh hat for a while. Jesus in a mesh hat. Do you remember the, the one name you came up with? It's offensive to women. No. Do you want me to share it? I'm yeah, go share for it. it. I don't care. It was, it's not super offensive. It was Pretty Girls Get Fat. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> and even back then we were both like, "This is, this is a, probably not going to leave the room." Yeah, no, I mean it's good for a couple a laughs between and... a couple of high school kids, but uh, I think even then we had the wherewithal like, "Nah, I don't think this would go far." <laughs> so I did that. I did the band thing. You taught me how to play bass guitar a little bit. Yeah, and you actually brought me into the fold in senior year because you guys did some dance company thing where you had. Uh, they wanted to play part of I Love Rock and Roll. So I played oh, the guitar right. and you we, played the bass. Yeah, yeah, we played that, like the the opening mm. hook of that you live remember on stage. any of this shit? Dude, I, dude, I have a shit, shit memory. This like, is going to be a boring ass no, podcast. No, no, I mean like, it's like when, okay, here's the thing. Like when people that I know, that I've known for a long time bring stuff up, I remember it. Sure, like, sure. I'm, I'm not just pretending to remember things. I, but like, if you ask me to say like, you know, tell me about high school. Like, I, like it's just it's just so spotty. I don't know. I don't know why. I've just always had a terrible memory. I mean, you asked me to bring up shit from like three years ago, and I'd be like, uh, I was having a kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> and think... the only reason why I know that is because she's three. <laughs> <laughs> you get a deduction. <laughs> so I mean, it's just uh, that stuff was just I think all just such a blur. Like, Let's see, I I think I was different, or maybe I was more in the minority. At least in our friend group, I enjoyed high school a lot more than I enjoyed junior high. Um. Because I know a lot of friends that we had would say the opposite. But for me, junior high was a nightmare. I would, you know, all right, here's the thing. I would never go back and do either, obviously. <laughs> you wouldn't Billy Madison it? No. Um, but I enjoy, excuse me, I enjoyed both. I mean, I don't remember having a bad time with either. Um, I mean, fuck, I don't know. I mean, high school was fine. Like, it was great. Have some good memories. Mm -hmm. um, have fun. Like I was kind of friends with 
everybody. Like I got along. Like I never really got bullied. Um, I would say that about where we went to high school too. There wasn't a lot of that. There, there really wasn't. I mean, there was some, but for the most part, everybody just kind of got along. There were some definite like fucking douchebags, and they would like <laughs> pick on some people sometimes. But there was never like. I, I don't know. Like, if you heard about a fight in the halls, it was the exception, not the rule. Like, we never really heard about any of that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we had a pretty good high school. I mean, like, I, I socialized to some degree with everybody from like, you know, the fucking stoners to the jocks, you know, to. Well, a lot of know, the stuff had, that like, we did with like Miss Hess class, all the commercial art, was all that. It was just a, a melting pot of the yeah, different like, groups. It was a good melting pot. I mean, and I mean, even to this day, like, I wouldn't say like, um you know, still friends with a lot of people from high school with the people I keep in touch with. And by that, I mean, like I actually give a shit enough to be friends with them on Facebook and be like, Oh, okay, cool. Like you're having another kid or, you know, you got a job promotion, like, cool. Good for you. Like I like you as a per or I liked you as a person. And as far as I know, I still do. So yeah. I'm happy for your successes in life. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's people from the football team. It's people from the dance company. It's people from the drill team. It's people from like that were, you know, doing, punk bands on the side and stuff like that. Well, I, I definitely would say that's been a strength of yours since I've known you back in junior high through now is uh, I could always count on you making friends with everybody in the room or mortal enemies. It's there's no in between, but usually there's it's no fucking in between. Yeah. You know, you're a boisterous or a boisterous guy. People really enjoy being around you. And I think that it's, um, it's very rare that someone doesn't like you, but it's, that's, it's that kind of, um, connection that most people have with you. They totally love you or they're like, I, I don't want to hang out with this guy. I honestly think that's but like the majority of people really dig hanging out with you, I, which like, was nice. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Me being the sh- like the shy kid or the, the one that doesn't talk as much, it was much easier to hang out and get to know people through you. Yeah. Cause I could just hang out. Yeah. Like I, I, I mean, honestly, like I think that's been my strength through like my whole life. I mean, I could see that to be honest with you, like the job that I have now, I love it. I wouldn't get hired into it now. You know what I mean? Like I, it's, it's through networking and sure. people I know. And I mean, they're not just giving it to me cause they, you know, they like me and they, you know, whatever, but, no, um, but you know, those, yeah, the relationships I've, I've built with people, like I've always kind of felt like that's one of my strengths. And it's also just because I don't know, I think it's kind of like a two part thing. I, I, there's definitely some narcissist in me. I'll, I'll fully admit that I like to be the center of attention. Uh, you know, I like to, sure. you know, so there, there's that aspect of it, but also, I think it's just part of, you know, I'm not one of those people that ha- that everyone has to like me. Like, if you like me or not, I really couldn't give a shit less. Which I can say uh, is a fact. Yeah, but <laughs> at the same time, like, um, my first impression, like, I, I, I try to make my first impression be good, but... And as much as you kind of are joking, blowing it off, I think you, you, genu- you generally care to an extent. Yeah, no, I mean... Like, if I, your friends or somebody had an issue, you'd be like... You try to sort it out with them. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, it, the, the switch turns off. You know, I can I can be serious. Like, you and I have had lots of conversations about different life events and, um, you but, know, it. yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, maybe it's maybe really all it comes down to is I just like the sound of my own voice. And it just <laughs> it's just played to my advantage thus far. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's some fucking therapist out there that can dissect it more than I ever could. But. I don't know. It's where it's played to my favor thus far in life. So, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. No reason to knock it. Yeah. So uh, on that subject of you and I and heavy conversations and all that other fun stuff, I think this will maybe sound like uh, like I'm dooming us in some way. But the, the the biggest strength, I think, in our relationship over the course of the years of what's kept us friends has been us losing relationships with the like significant others that we've had. Yeah. Because the high school girl, you and I didn't hang out as much in high school. And then when she and I broke up, um, that's when you and I started talking more because you showed up. You're like, hey, dude, I'm here for you, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of always been our repertoire, regardless of what's going on in life. Not so much when the the good stuff's happening. Usually you and I are the first ones there when the bad stuff's happening. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, uh, see, and I mean, I agree to some extent, but I also think that there's a lot of it, too, that... We're the type of friends that like if we went three weeks without talking to each other, it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Like it's sure. it's you know, I have had those high maintenance friends where it's like your relationship with them is solely based on the fact of like how much time you've spent communicating or spending time with them. Mm-hmm. And as I've gotten older, 
like that shit just doesn't fly. You know, I've, I've got a family, like my other friends are either married or in significant relationships or, you know, we're adults now, you know, like I, you have to mow the lawn. Like, <laughs> you know, you can't have happens. that time to exactly Saturdays like, every day. Yeah. I just can't like fuck off every weekend and, you know, go out and get shit faced or play Xbox for 18 hours on end, you know? So, you know, I think that whole thing was like, as you grow up, you kind of tend to have less friends, but those are the friends that it's like, you know, you can talk to, you know, every day, or you can talk to once a month and it doesn't matter. It's like, you've talked every day and yeah, you do show up to each other's, I mean, like not to get too personal, but when you were going through your divorce, you know, it's like showed up at your house with like a six pack and a Lego set. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like you and my brother were the two that were. Yeah, exactly. Cause it's first through the door while I was. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's like, my you're shit. my, you're my tribe, you know, like you guys are family. So I think that's really just like what it comes down to. And I mean, it's, I you don't know, know if, I don't know if you remember that, but even for you, I've helped you move more times than I care to count. Oh, fuck, I know. But, but the most significant, um, one of the girls you'd been living with that had purchased a place they were living or she was living at, um, you and I hadn't talked in a while. Yeah. Um, and I don't even remember why. I think we might have been at odds for whatever reason, but you called me up and said, hey, she and I just broke up. You know, I need help moving the stuff out. You got anything you can yeah, help so me with tomorrow. And I came. It was you, me, your sister and your mom carrying all that shit out of your house. And Jesse. My friend Jesse at the time, remember? I don't. Yeah, he was there too. But um, I fucked that guy. <laughs> um, yeah. So I. Yeah. Like that. That sucked. That was. But like, holy shit! Like, that was. Here's the thing. I would do that all over again because after that, I found Tiff, right? My current, my wife, who I have kids with, and everything. It's kind of like you, know, you always go through that shit to find that you know that happy ending. But yeah, that was. So it was a tough time for you. Well, yeah. And, like the and I was glad that you called me that I could yeah, be there for you. Yeah, no. And I was super glad that like the people who were able to show up did. I mean, like that whole thing. I mean, we broke up like so. So that day, if you if you recall, that day you helped me move out was Valentine's Day. Yeah, I remember you broke yeah. up right then. Yeah, because we had she had to go out of town for business and we broke up the night before, like at Valentine's Day dinner. We just kind of realized we want different things out of life. And so like, there's no sense carrying this on any further. Mm -hmm. And we were at odds because one of our other friends who were no longer friends with, um, had, um, they had said she cheated on me. I and remember so this. there was that whole like back and forth of like, he said, she said, and I was kind of like in this awkward position of, okay, well, you know, like, do I believe my girlfriend? Do I believe my friend's girlfriend? You know, who, frankly, I really don't know that well. And then I remember being right in the middle of all that. Yeah. So there's just, and like I this. figured I was, cause I was in the, what do you want to call it? But the, I was a casualty of that as well. Cause when this friend, mutual friend of ours came to me, I was like, you got to tell him and odds are we may not talk to him for a while. Yeah. But if that's the case, like just do the right thing. Turns out he's not great at that, but in that case, <laughs> he, he did since we told him to. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, uh, and I mean, honestly, like that relationship had been a shit show for months before that. But um, yeah, but you guys showed up. Um, it wasn't just to help me move. Like you guys packed my shit for me. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. well, with me, like, it's not like I was just sitting there, but yeah, but you know, you would have done the same thing for me if I would have asked you to come help me pack up my house. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the thing is like, yeah. I mean, anytime we've gotten into a tight spot, like we show up at each other's house with beer, we help each other pack and move. And, and, and yeah, you bring up a good point. You helped me move like seriously, like at least six times, at least half a dozen times. The, that was the last time. Because no, 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 I helped you and Tiffany move into your house, the yeah, first house, the first house. Yep. And I remember doing that and telling you, this is the last time because we helped you move. When was that? Um, it was girlfriend number two. I think we moved you in and they, they had those scissor stairs up the apartments and you had that giant fucking sectional with the recliners built in. Oh, yeah. And I Ryan, I had to like literally throw those up to each other yep. across the stairwell. And after. I told you that day I would never help you move. And then the time we just talked about was yeah. after that. And I helped you, you with like, Ryan. And so after that, I was like, dude, you buy another house? Great. Congrats. Uh, yeah. So you have to hire somebody. When I first moved out, we moved in with our friend at the time, Adam, who's my roommate. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was a. So Adam, a little, just fun little side <laughs> trip on Adam. Adam had this rusty piece of shit truck at his Ford that he, it, 
there was less truck. There was less metal on that truck than rust. Right. And I don't know if you remember the story. He was driving down banging her highway, stopped his car was smoking at a light, started on fire <laughs> and he just that. stood there and it was on fire. Yeah. And then it went out he got back in and then kept driving. Yeah, kept driving. The truck oh. that his dad sold for scrap. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So anyhow, you were with this guy for yeah. a bit. So, so you helped us move then. And then I moved out of there and got my own apartment. And that's the one with like the, the scissor apartment, the, the scissor stairs that you're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. My one bedroom. And it was on the third fucking fucking floor. There's no elevators. And it was in, it was in winter. It was snowing. It was snowing that day. And I, the, I the, remember that now that you yep. mentioned it. And so we moved, <laughs> we moved out of my two bedroom apartment into my one bedroom apartment. And then from there, um, if you actually remember, you helped me move two more times after that, because then um, my ex-girlfriend and I got uh, like a townhome style apartment and then she bought the house. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know if I helped you move into the house, though. Mm, I think that was too soon for me. I think yeah, that was like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was too soon. <laughs> I, but I remember that one. Right. Right. Bailed out and said he's not helping me move anymore after I moved, I think, out of my one bedroom apartment. <laughs> and I haven't asked him to help me move since. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, like, that's the thing. Like, when Tiff and I moved into the house that we currently live in, like, I didn't ask any friends to come help me. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, why don't you ask your friends? Like, I'm sure they'd come help. And I'm like, I'm sure they would too, but they have helped me move like so many times. <laughs> and we've got all these family that's like willing to help us. So let's just, let's just keep it. Th- like, I've got all these brother in laws now. You know, yeah. let's just, let's give them a break and we'll, we'll, we'll uh, We'll move in to, the, to this house. So, yeah, that was, I moved a lot. So there's a lot of, like, breakups and moving. It's where we kind of cross paths more. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, because so, I think some of the other things I've talked about with the other guys is when did, which all of this is so muddy for you and I since we've been friends, but when did you get involved with Big Shiny Robot? What did that whole thing look like, if you remember? Um, it's pretty early on, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it had been up and running for like a week or two is all. And I was at work. I was working um, customer service for American Express gift cards at the time. And um, we had a lot of downtime because American Express had just launched this product. So and we were customer support for it. So it's like. Yeah. Not a lot. And they told us that to begin with, right? So um, you hit me up, asked me if I want to be a part of it. I was like, fuck yeah. And then that was kind of it. Like just started writing for the site and wrote for quite a while and like pretty consistently because at the time, like, you know, I had a lot of downtime. Like, you know, my job allowed me to do so and right. my life allowed me to do so. Um, and then it just kind of grew from there. I remember... I really wanted to do a podcast. I wanted to ask you about that because you and Tom both came to me about that. Yeah. Um, With your little fucking brainchild that you brought to me. <laughs> yeah. That, that is where you're listening you to, this to this episode this? now. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that, so I, I think it kind of became a brainchild because you and Tom were just a little tangent. You and Tom were friends in high school too. Yes. Yes, we were. Cause we had uh, like AV class together with uh, Mr. What was his name? Nomiyama. Nomiyama. That's what it was. The guy that I can't say. So (laughs) I can't say since we've just said his name. So anyhow, you and Tom, you had the idea for the podcast. Yeah. And I mean, it was really, I wanted to do it because I wanted the attention. (laughs) And it doesn't sound like you at all. No. And Tom wanted to do it because he's got like the know-how and the technical aspect. He's going to school for audio engineering. Yeah. Yeah. He went to school for audio engineering. So I think there was a technical aspect. Plus I think he thought it sounded fun as well. And then there was also, um, at the time, we were pretty closely tight-knit with the Geek Show. Yeah, we did some uh, of the Geek yeah, Show. Yeah, at the, at the time. And their podcast was like, you know, going gangbusters. And I wasn't I wasn't full of myself enough to think like, oh, well, we can do the same thing. But that was kind of like the... That looks like fun. Yeah, it looks like fun. And I mean, and then really like what it came down to, like the more Tom and I talked about it, even like before we brought it to you and then after we brought it to you and talked about it some more between the three of us... It was really kind of like when we get together and hang out, we talk about this shit anyway. So mm-hmm. the only difference is going to be is let's get some mics in front of our faces and have the same conversation that we normally have over beers at our at each other's houses anyway. So, I mean, that's how the genesis of this thing, like, just kind of. 
completely started. Uh, Tom's technical know-how and my narcissism. My narcissism. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's. And I think it was a perfect time too because that's when um, each of us were starting to trail into our own lives of being an adult. Yeah. So it started to replace those general weekend hangouts with the you know, making sure that we see each other. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is uh, now that we've gotten busier, I mean, it's always a good excuse for, you know, it's, it's been everything from weekly to monthly to now we do it biweekly, um, you know, just to kind of make sure we all hang out, you know, which is, which is good. I mean, Tiff has always been like, you know, a thousand percent percent supportive of this. Um, you know, in fact, I'm pretty sure when we were dating, I, I convinced her that I was like a C-level local celebrity <laughs> because I was on this podcast. At least. At yeah, least at least, at least C-level. Um, so well, what would it even be A-level? I mean, the Carl Osmonds? Malone. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Malone's A. So I'm only like two steps removed from Carl Malone. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but uh, You're selling yourself short, I think. Uh, well, so, um, yeah, so... It's always been a cool thing to be a part of. And especially now, like, even like more responsibility. Um, it's been nice to, I mean, there's part of me that misses doing it sometimes, but obviously I don't write for the site anymore. Um, Focus has been on podcasting. It has been for several years now. Mm -hmm. um, but it's kind of nice to have that. And I mean, there's still work that goes into it. I mean, before you kind of took over hosting and coordinating duties, I was doing that. Yeah, you were and doing as you, a lot. As you know, like there's a lot that goes into that, you know, and I definitely mm -hmm. could have been doing more, but um, it wasn't, it's not nothing. And so, you know. And that's, we, if anything, the reason I ended up taking it was like, hey, man, you got a second kid. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah, just exactly. jump and have fun at this point. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, it's actually been super nice for me to, you know, back off a little bit and just kind of, like, schedule with you guys, bullshit in the Slack channel, and then, you know, show up to do our recordings. And, you know, and, and I mean, we have, you know, for those of you that don't know what goes into the show, I mean, we do try to do our homework. You know, we yeah. make sure we all see the movies that, you know, we're going to talk about. Um you know, John's pretty good about getting us the comic books that we're going to be talking about. We talk about what video games we're playing. So right. if we're interested, we can try it out and everything. So, I mean, there's definitely some work that goes into it. And especially like you've always been had a heavy hand in like the live shows that we've done. So I don't know. It's It's been a fun ride. And I mean, the thing is, is like financially, I mean, obviously there's not really anything that's ever come from it, but it's never, right. that's never been the point. It's been us hanging out and talking about the shit that we like to talk about anyway. And if we get a sponsor that we get some like pretty cool kickbacks from like, you know, shout out to the Bohemian brewery, you know, like it's a bonus, you know, it's, it's, that's really all it is. And it's a cool, but it's a cool thing to be a part of. And it's a cool thing. Like I love telling people that I'm about it and I love talking about it. And when people want to ask me questions about it, like it's fun to talk about. And mm -hmm. especially like, you'd be surprised as I know right now it might seem like everyone in their dog has a podcast, right? But that's Which a, is true. I, I think that's more of the circles that we roll in. You know, you walk outside of that circle. A lot of people still just don't even know what a podcast is. Like just last night, I was explaining it to someone mm -hmm. that was like, oh, it's kind of like a radio show that you can listen to on demand. Like she had no idea what a podcast was. Exactly. And so to kind of tell them about it and like, oh, no, it's a cool format. And I mean, not every podcast is for everybody, you know, and like your friend's podcast may not be for you and that's OK. But there's a lot of great podcasts out there. And, you know, I, like I listen to them on my commute, I listen to them as I'm going to bed. And I mean, like there's lots of other podcasts that I listen to. So yeah, yeah it's, it's been it's, cool to be a part of that. It's, it's been a fun ride. And I mean, we've definitely gotten some opportunities that if we didn't do the podcast, I don't think we would have had, mm -hmm. um, that it's been really, really fun and unique experiences that you know, I'll always remember, like, those are definitely memories that will stick with me for a long time um, <laughs> that we wouldn't have had had we not, you know, gotten together to do the podcast. Well, a lot of friendships that we've both built. And I think like a, one between the two of us is uh, the, that bitch, Rebecca. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, Every, you know, everyone's worst little sister. That's everyone's worst little sister. <laughs> that she was nice enough to, in the John was so worried. About being mean to Rebecca. And she was like, I don't even care. Yeah, I don't know what he was worried about. But yeah, she hangs yeah, with the best make, of us. But we make friends with like Rebecca. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's we wouldn't how have had that friendship. Yeah, that's how we, you know, we kind of 
made friends with Rebecca and I mean um, Chris Holyfield who does I Am Salt Lake. Uh, yeah. Him and his wife Chrissy, like super cool. Yeah, folks. they're super cool people. I I've only met Chris personally once. Um, he talked to me about wanting to have you on there. You should really bug him. Yeah, no, like I'd, I'd love to be on that podcast sometime. But he, you know, and and the cool thing about him too is he's such an advocate for the local podcast community. Um, oh, totally. And like he's so passionate about it that it's kind of. It, it's a little bit, uh, what's the word, uh, contagious um, mm-hmm. for his his passion for it. And I mean, that guy puts way more work into his podcast than we've collectively as the as a foursome yeah. or fivesome have ever done. But um, well, that's something too. You'll see him post things either on his personal page or on um, his I Am Salt Lake. And usually a lot of these guys, you can tell when they're asking vague questions and just to get some responses, you know, activity on their page. He responds to everybody yeah. and it's usually really thought out. And when he posts things. his status of what was the last book you read? I feel like he really wants to know the last book I read. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, he actually gives a shit, you know? Yeah. So now he's, he's a great guy. Like I've had nothing but positive and interactions with him from this. Exactly. And that's the thing is like, that's the kind of, you know, he's a person that's passionate about it. And like, um, I know for him, that's not his job. You know, he's, he's got a regular job, I believe. Right. Like, I don't think, the, I don't know, to be honest, I'm pretty like, I've seen some updates and stuff about it. I'm 99% sure that this is, that, that, that is not his, you know, sole career, but I mean, I'm sure he'd love it to be, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, yeah, like, you know, randomly meeting him, you know, because we're part of a local podcast community, you know, is like a really cool. And it, again, he's such an inspiring dude. It's cool to know him and kind of get that passion and inspiration and kind of feed off that. So, and it's cool too. Um, I've had this happen here and there and it's no way to pat each other on our backs, but before this Tyson, I went and had dinner and you were telling me that you would gone to a, you'd gone out to this class with your wife last night and you ran into some guy that knew you from the podcast. Yeah. It was a fundraiser for, um, uh, for, uh, I can't remember like the technical term for it, but postpartum depression and related mental um, post-pregnancy illnesses. Yeah, very common, important mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, his wife uh, is part of that group, and um, he actually listens to our podcast. So that was kind of, and he had recognized me initially because of my voice. So that was kind of weird. <laughs> you do have a very unique and voice. And I've, I've actually had other people like randomly tell me like you should do radio you have a voice for radio and i'm like well i'm on a podcast if you want to hear my voice say fuck a lot then (laughs) you know you're more than welcome to listen to it but i hope you're into like really geeky shit and expletives because that's kind of that's kind of like where we're that's our expertise so yeah so it's it's cool to like run into people like that that it you know especially because i mean we don't have big heads about this kind of shit like it's a passion project of ours and we continue to do it because it is a passion project but not going to say it's not nice to have that ego stroked every once in a while when someone's like, oh, I've heard of it or, you know, it's like cool that they're enjoying this mm-hmm. thing that we're putting time into. Yeah. Like I've randomly ran into people with big shiny robot shirts out yeah. in the wild, you know, like that's cool. Like, and I mean, who knows? Maybe they fucking got it from they happened to wander into our live podcast and got it as a giveaway, but they're wearing it. And that's cool that we have we, we have merchandise out there. I don't know. I'd say that people I usually run into aren't people I know. But this people, because I'm usually the one selling it that I see later on, I'm like, hey, nice shirt. You know, yeah. and I, it's kind of cool yeah, to carry that. It's super cool to be part of that brand. I mean, for God's sake, I've got it fucking tattooed on my arm. So, you know, yeah, you kind of you love the to, merchandise. Uh, I'm in it to win it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Mel Brooks of our our group. That's right. I love the merchandise. That's right. So, yeah, that's I mean, that's kind of like where we've been with Big Shiny Robot. It's, it's been a ride. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Our, our friendship has been a ride. Yeah. What Remember would you college? I was going to say, um, what else did you want to cover? Cause we, we've talked a lot here, but I'm, we've got a long enough friendship. I feel we talked more than the other ones. Um, the only area we haven't talked about a whole lot is college. College was college was college. It was community. Like, it was community college. That's, that's what it was. It seemed like I, I could be wrong. I seemed like I had a better time during the college time than you did. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't mean, mean that in a derogatory way as much no. as for me it was coming into my own, working at the comic shop, getting like really rooted in who I was. I think I think college, the disappointment in college for me was it was the result of it was opposite. I learned what I didn't want to do in life, um, which was Still kind of very a bummer. Important. Yeah, which I mean, it's yeah, it's equally it can be argued that that's as equally as important. But, um, you know, we both went to school for graphic design mm-hmm. and um 
towards the end of us actually getting our degrees, you know, I started doing freelance work and all this kind of stuff and just fucking hated it. As I said, to like, put it bluntly, you, you fucking hated yeah, it. Yeah, I fucking hated it. Like, I mean, like it takes a special person to, and I know you've like, you've gone your paces with this kind of stuff. And our buddy Chad, who we went to college with, he's done the same thing where it's like, you have a client, they give you a, something, you get a vision you bring them something or multiple ideas mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh, I really like this one, but I want to add this 20% off banner to it. And like, they, they want to bastardize it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, there was a couple of times where I was like, by the end of it, I was like, all right, here you go. Give me my money. <laughs> Don't tell anyone I did this for you. Like, right. I, like, I'm not proud of this. Like you took my idea and you businessified it you know like you wanted to make sure that everyone knows that it's 40 percent off and it's a very know. difficult industry because it's more um they, they sell it to you Goddamn as a prostitution <laughs> well they sell it to you as a, a creative industry and it is to an extent but it's more problem solving and it's keeping prob- the yeah. client happy while also trying to keep them in the reins of best design practices which doesn't always go well because exactly. you're getting paid to do it exactly so i mean there's a reason i moved from that to development yeah well and i mean it's like you know i went to school like i know like and i'm not saying like how perfect and i'm any sort of no, or was like end all be all you know knowledge expert on this kind of shit but um i knew it would play well in a magazine ad i knew it would play well on a website on a billboard because that's what i went to school for you know there's certain quote-unquote rules that you want to follow to catch people's eye and to get their Mm -hmm. attention and everything it's like you know they just didn't want that and i mean i was working for corporate america through my entire college career and it was meant to just be for that but then i actually ended up finding that i quite somewhat enjoyed what i was doing there at least a hell of a lot more than doing graphic design for a living and so kind of ended up being that. And I, mm-hmm. I also told, oh, who was I talking to? Oh, I was talking to someone the other day and they were asking about, um, you know, like, uh, or as, as a friend of our family, her name's Debbie. Um, she was asking about like what I do and like how much I like it. And, you know, I, I actually, I, I very much love what I do right now. I, I find a lot of satisfaction in it. Mm-hmm. That being said, you know, I explained to her like, I kind of came to the realization like shortly after college that I would never find a career that I would be happy with, you know, like I will find careers that I can do and I'm passionate about and I'm excited to go to work each day. But really like it's at the end of the day, it's always working for the evenings and for the weekend to spend time with my wife and my kids and to be able to make that money to go take the vacations that we're going to remember. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm okay with that. Like I don't need to be Mm -hmm. doing something that like, Oh, I'm fulfilled, you know, professionally, like, because I am enough, you know, I like what I'm doing, but I think our generation too, this is going to sound pretentious. I think we were kind of robbed of some of that, of the idea they, they really pushed, you know, whatever you want to be, you want to grow up to be the president or this or that, or you want to be a baseball player. And it's like, well, you know, maybe I'm not so great at baseball. And it's yeah. okay for me to hit that and say, this isn't a strength for me. What is a strength? Well, exactly. maybe a strength is that I want to make money doing this thing so I can focus on these other things. Exactly. You know? And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. The, the yeah. idea that if you had a million dollars, do what would you do? And that's what you should do for a living just isn't realistic. No. No, because I mean, there's there's I mean, honestly, it's like it might work for 10 percent of the people. Yeah. I mean, there could be I could be working for like the perfect graphic design company, you know, and I probably would be feeling the same way that I'm feeling now, because at the end of the day, even though art was very much a passion and a hobby of mine and I wanted to make it into a career, at the end of the day, it still would have been a career. And I'm just like one of those people. It's like, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, find what you're passionate about and do that for a living. It's like. Mm, I don't, you know, like my passion is gathering around a table full of food, friends and family and bullshitting <laughs> and hanging out. Like, you know, there's a couple of people I know that have a career like that, but I'm by no means the next Anthony Bourdain, you know? So sure. Uh, guess, you know, I'll, I'll do what I can, you know, to be happy. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, my, I find fulfillment in my job, but it's not like the end all. It doesn't define who I am, I guess is what it is. No. And I would think, this is getting way out there, but I, I think it's on, I, f- I feel like that could be very unhealthy. Uh, it depends on what your prerogative is. Some people that is like having a career and climbing that ladder and doing those things. But for me, it's always been family similar to yourself. And so 
I enjoy my job. I, I try to do a really fucking awesome job at it. Yeah, same here. Because I, I feel like nobody would replace me easily. Right. Um, but I do it so I can go home tonight and sit on the couch with Danielle and the dogs and watch The Punisher or go to this party with our friends tomorrow. Exactly. Or be able to go on a vacation to Europe next year. I, I don't work my job to define myself. I work my job so that I can live my life. Yeah, and there are, there are a lot of people I know at my job that like... Uh, you know, they started around the same time as me and they're way further up that corporate ladder than I am, but they, they strove for that. And my priorities were just a little different. I mean, I'm not saying I could definitely be exactly where they're at now. If I wanted to, they definitely have more ed- in the education range. And I'm very much relying on like my time and job and network and stuff like that. Since I'm a, someone with an art degree working in risk and compliance, you know, but, um, still experience after a certain amount of time. Exactly. Speaks more than education. Exactly. So, you know, it's, I, you know, they're for the head, but at the same time, like there's been times where I've kind of sandbagged things because it's like, well, I could really work my ass off and get this promotion. But then when, once I get that promotion, it's going to be working my ass off five times as much as that. And I'm going to be working late nights and be hard to ever take time off. Whereas like right now it's like, eh, am my middle management? Yeah, but you know, how much further up do I want to go before it starts that, that, that scale starts to get offset that, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm making financially, um, and the benefits and stuff that I have start to not outweigh like the, you know, the time well, I get to spend with my family. And exactly what, if you're making all this money, you're not getting to enjoy it with your family exactly. because you're too busy keeping that ship afloat. Exactly. So, I mean, it's like, you know, we live a reasonably comfortable life right now. I mean, things could definitely be better. You know, but, you know, who who couldn't say that? Yeah, exactly. Who couldn't say that? I mean, I, we're generally happy people. We have, you know, I have a, an awesome wife. I've got two great kids. So it's like, yeah. And, and I have a job that I really like. And I actually, you know, honestly, like I work for people that I just love. You know what I mean? It's like I would. The people you work with is more important than yeah. the work in a lot of cases. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, I, I go into work every day and kick ass not just because I want to have a good reputation and do a good job, but also because I don't want to let the people down above me, not for fear of being fired, but because I respect them and I want to make them look good because I've kind of hooked my train to theirs and mm-hmm. it's, it's give and take and, you know, they're pulling me right along with them. So totally, you know, it, it, it's all worked out. Like I really feel like there's, there are people in life who just fall ass backwards into success over and over and over again. <laughs> I don't think I'm one of those people, but I feel like it's happened to me enough and I've like created those relationships enough to, you know, to have a good life. So it's just kind of like appreciate it when it has happened. Yeah. Keeping that train going. Um, yeah. So yeah, kind of back to college though. That was, remember driving to to school in your, uh, fucking, what was it? Chevy 1972 Chevelle Chevelle. That's what it was. Chevelle. Yeah, we took turns driving. You still have that? No, no. Yeah, yeah, I, that. I had to sell that in my marriage, my yeah. old marriage. Yeah. I uh, I really liked that car. It was It was the cost awesome. of a new life and, and dignity. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was prior to that, but... Oh, yeah. I sold it to help save up for a hearse because uh, I was, right. wanted one. And right after that happened, the transmission and the Subaru went out. So... Ended up getting a... It's like two-thirds of that went to a transmission. Fuck. But uh, I ended up getting there, so it worked out. Yeah, it all worked out. Um, yeah, I mean... What was I driving at the time? Fuck. You had that Acura. Oh, yeah, the Acura the little, Integra. The little sporty thing. The little sports car that I put I, fucking uh, neon lights inside of. and That was ridiculous. Do you remember get yelling at Ryan and I? For what? So we wouldn't sit in the front seat with you. I don't know if you remember this. That's right. <laughs> so you'd get mad because you're just like, I'm not a fucking chauffeur. And then one time, Ryan and I got in, because we did, we got in a fist fight in the back of your car where we were just beating the shit out of each other. And you started screaming at us. You're like, you're ruining this, the suspension and springs in my seat. <laughs> and we're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Ryan's bleeding all over. Why aren't you worried about that? I'm, I'm pretty sure that that car was the only time in the history of automobiles that anyone has ever had equity in a car oh like, really yeah. yeah cause I got it through I was working at the credit union at the time I remember that and I got it through one of their auctions like before it even went to auction like they you know my buddy who yeah. worked there that ran all those he's like hey I know you're looking for a new car like you know here's this one like I ended up like buying it 
you know, people always say like, oh, I got it for this much below blue book and blah, blah, fucking blah. Right. Probably all bullshit. But no, like, <laughs> like so when tell all, me your bullshit story. <laughs> yeah. Well, when, when all was said and done after I drove that thing for like, what, two or three years. Yeah. Um, I mean, I made twenty five hundred dollars off of it. I mean, that's, which which isn't ridiculous. a lot, which isn't a lot. It is for a car. For, yeah, for a car that, you know, cars don't appreciate. And it wasn't that this car appreciated it. It's just that I had bought it below its value, so far below its value that, you know, by the time I sold it, the that's depreciation, crazy. you know, hadn't kept up with it. So, I, I yeah, I actually sold a car for a profit. Like, and not because, like, a restored or did anything to it. But then I bought that fucking Blazer. <laughs> yeah. which ended up being a piece of shit and i should have known it was a piece of shit when the private guy that i was buying it from you know they're telling you about it and it's always a fucking dance right like this is why i don't buy from private parties anymore it's always a fucking dance right there's a reason they want to get rid of that fucking vehicle and they're trying to unload it and you're trying to get the best price for it because in the back of your head you know there's probably something fucking wrong with this that i'm gonna have to repair in the future and when he brought up that I should trust him because, like, I don't know if you're a member, but I'm a member of the the, the priesthood. I should have just fucking walked away, <laughs> like, right fucking then and said, no, thank you. But it had it was leather interior, heated seats. At the time, a five-disc CD changer was a big deal. You know, had so, that in there. So what was wrong with it? Um, Everything like or what? Two years, no, like a year and a half later, uh, well, okay. First off, it was always just kind of a money pit. Like yeah. there was always something small wrong with it. Like I felt like I was dropping, you know, two to $500 on it, like every other month mm -hmm. just to fix something on it. So it was just a money pit in that way. And then finally something major on like the axle went out, like the CV boot. So I don't know. Fuck about CV cars. But yeah. Something went out on it and took repair it was going to be more than the cost of the car so i took it to carmax well first i shopped it around to a bunch of other used dealerships and they're like we'll give you like two thousand dollars for it and i owed like 5500 <laughs> and like so that wasn't going to happen and then i finally took it over to carmax here's here's some free advertising for them they're like oh well we'll give you five grand and i was like i couldn't sign those papers fucking fast <laughs> enough i'm like yeah it's your fucking problem now so i only took a 500 hundred dollar hit on it um and then honestly like i've never bought private seller again because i don't fucking trust anybody like what is it qualified pre-owned certified pre-owned yeah only now that's so. the way to go so before we wrap up was there anything you wanted to touch on or any other little random things we've gotten a bit long but i figured we would yeah i kind of knew we would um i don't think so we've we've had a lot of ran we've been through a lot of random shit We've scratched the surface of the random shit that yeah. you've been through. I still wish you had gone snowmobiling with me that one time. Yeah, no. I, I think you told that story before where <laughs> you guys all almost died. Yeah. While well, I sat at home thinking, man, if I would have gone, I probably would have died. Yeah, we all almost froze to death while you sat at home safe and sound and all of our parents called the fucking cops. I was just home whacking off, enjoying my junior high. Yeah. You I don't guys know, are freezing to death and throwing up in gutters. I, 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 think, like, I think one of the things that... Uh, and I don't know if we've talked about this for short before on the podcast. I'm sure we have, but I just, I constantly remember just so many nights at your parents' house playing Xbox, playing Halo. <laughs> like that was, that was like, college. Yeah. Post-grad, like immediately after high school graduation, that was like our first couple of years after mm -hmm. high school was all of our free time was doing that. Yeah. Land because, parties. Yeah. Cause for those of you that may be too young to remember, or may not know, like when the first Xbox came out, the first Halo came out and it was multiplayer and you could play uh, 16. Yeah, 16 people. Eight so eight. eight on eight, but it had to be LAN. So you had to connect your that Xboxes together with the first time, not split screen. Yeah, competitive not multiplayer. Exactly. Over a console. Exactly. And so it was a big deal. And Lucas's uh, room and his brother Mike's room were right across the hall from each other and fucking huge. And so, like, you could easily fit eight people in each room yeah. with multiple TVs, and multiple consoles. Others. Yeah, and significant <laughs> others watching just bored to tears. Yeah, and, I don't know what the hell they were doing there. <laughs> and uh, uh, your mom, every once in a while, would make chili verde for us to consume. Yeah. And, like... God bless him. Yeah, and I always remember there being... Uh, what are those spicy fucking Doritos that... Salsa verde. Salsa verde Doritos. So salsa yeah. verde Doritos with chili verde. <laughs> like my white ass tongue couldn't handle that shit, but it was so delicious. And Close the Xbox. Fuck man. I remember Mike's shitty ass friends coming over and playing. 
Like, what a bunch of fucking douchebags. <laughs> and they always wrecked us. What was that kid? Yeah, kind of jackal. Jackal. Jackal, jackal. Like, the fucking jackal. ran into a Wendover. Yeah, like, <laughs> he wrecked us. It was a fucking poker tournament. Yeah. Like, get the fuck like, out of here. Like, of course he was at a fucking poker tournament. But, I mean, there was a taser. Yeah, kid got tasered. My brother. Several times. Like, multiple people got tasered. When my brother times. found out that his then girlfriend had like made out with some other dude, do you remember that? I don't remember that. Mike had gotten a text way back on the Nokia phone because somebody came over and said, "Hey, I don't think Mike's all right," and he says he needs a controller. And I went over there and I'm like, "What's going on?" It's like, "Oh, so and so just texted me. She's making out with some dude. I bent the controller in half." You got another one? I'm like, what the fuck? No, I don't have another one. You're out, motherfucker. You down one guy. That was that was back when texts were five cents a pop. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I there was uh, there was one time like where Adam or Rye ended up over on your brother's team because one of his friends flaked out, mm-hmm. and then Rye got mad at Adam. I remember them getting a fist fight on the stairs. Well, well, yeah, it was that. Well, because so Rye got in a fist fight with everybody. <laughs> yeah, Rye's been in a fist fight with all of us at one point or another. He's a cop now, by the way. <laughs> but um, he. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like he bought a taser from a fucking swap meet, yeah. which I don't know who sells a fucking 18 or no, he's younger than us. So he's like 17. He was still in high school. <laughs> yeah, he was fucking that. 17. Sells him a fucking taser. And so he just like, I got tased so many fucking times, like all the time. You had it coming. Oh, I'm not saying I did. <laughs> I'm just saying like, I was on the receiving end of that quite like probably more than anybody. But there was one time Ryan Adam ended up in different rooms and Adam was doing like some cheap ass shit to Rye. <laughs> and like we knew it was pissing Rye off. Like, so Rye was in the other room with your brother. We were encouraging Adam to yeah, keep doing because it. Because <laughs> Rye was also friends with Mike more than, I mean, I, I've He's always my been friends age, with Mike, yeah. but he was, yeah, he was his age. So they were still in high school together. And so he was over there and we just knew it was pissing him off. And we were just egging him <laughs> on. And then. Adam was like, I'm going to fucking go. He tried to run upstairs and you just heard the door from Mike's room slam open because Adam knew he was going to get tased. And I just cornered him on the stairs and started like gut checking him. Like, and I mean, like he was obviously like frustrated about the game, but it was also just kind of like yeah. fun. Like, I mean, he wasn't like actually trying to like beat the shit out of our friend, but my, my last story he wasn't tickling him. Do you, do you, my last story, do you remember when you, uh, you completely ruined Rye's chances of getting laid up at your, because uh, you went up to the howl. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. <laughs> and Rye showed up and he is had he, this well, stupid he, ghost he, he costume. He didn't show up. He went up there with me. Well, he went up there with you. He had a ghost costume, which was just a sheet with holes in it. Yeah. And he was the life of the party, as I understand it. And he, he ended up with two girls under the sheet walking with him. <laughs> they were all about Rye. Yep. Until you told him that he was underage. Yeah. I was like, he's only 17. So when he was tasing you, that was why. Yeah. That actually makes a lot of sense now. I remember we drove up there and do you remember that game they came out with on Xbox? There was that fucking trivia. It was like, it was like the first like adults only like Xbox game that they came out with. And it was dumb mm. as hell. Well, like you answer trivia questions and you, you picked an avatar and it was like an actual woman, like, you know, like not like a computer. You made me one. play this stupid fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, was, <laughs> I remember you making me this because we had to answer questions. And at some point they might get naked. And I remember like, dude, my computer is right fucking yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I have the Internet and parents that do not check my browser history. Why are dude, we, so we were learning something at the same no, time? We like, what does this have to do with the rice story? Well, because we went up there. Like, that's so we went up there. So Ryan and I drove up there. Uh, we met Jordan at his dorm. Yeah. We went and got Beto's. <laughs> Mistake. Went back to the dorm, played that game, like, because, like, we were up there, like, early in the afternoon. So we're sitting there, just like a bunch of college guys, like, <laughs> well, and Rye, yeah. like, playing this game. And then Rye got food poisoning. It was Arby's, I remember. Oh, it was Arby's, that's right. Because he was, he still won't eat Arby's. Yeah. And he got food poisoning. So he tried to puke and rally, which he, he did. He went into the other room and put on Andrew, Andrew WK's party till you yep. puke. Party till you <laughs> to, puke. And which he puked and then partied. Yep. And then, uh, like, got it all out of his system. <laughs> he hadn't even cut the holes in the sheet that he brought up yet. So he cut the holes in the sheet and we walked out the door and we went to the howl. And like, it was fine. Like, I don't remember that much about, like, I remember being fucking crowded and like a pain in the ass. Yeah. And then I don't remember much more from then. 
And then I do remember, like, he didn't even meet those girls at the dance was the thing. They, like, you were walking yeah, down we the were street. Walking, yeah, we were, we were walking back to Jordan's dorm. And there were some girls there. And so Rice started talking to him and he did his ghost dance where he just like fucking hold out his hands and like shake around and everything. They thought that was just fucking hilarious. They were drunk. And, um, and so like they got under the sheet with them. And I, I just remember being like, God damn it. Like, cause I'm fucking striking out. Like, Hey, he's 17. You fucked him. Yeah. And, uh, I, I cock blocked him. I, I make, I, I have apologized to him for that on several occasions. I, I will forever. You're in his debt. You're forever in his debt. Forever in his debt for that. So, yeah, but that was that was it. But yeah, that's a. I don't know. That kind of runs the gamut. Now we're old and fucking in our thirties, and Mm -hmm, I've got an awesome wife and two kids. You've got an awesome girlfriend, and yeah, she puts up with my shit pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it takes some special women to put up with our shit, and uh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tiff was the one that. was willing to do that for the rest of our lives. So it's like I got lucky there. So I mean, I'd say you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm the lucky one in that scenario. And uh, got two beautiful kids now. And I like to think that I've tampered down just a little bit. But at the same time, like. Of what? I don't know. Just like this shit I say. and Yeah. No, you definitely. There used to be times I'd be like, Tyson, before we go in, I'm going to need you to make sure you shut the fuck up. Yeah. You're not the only person that's warned me of that. In fact, yeah, I, I get warned that a lot, actually. I'm starting <laughs> to see a pattern here. What was that? Before we go, though, like, this is one of my favorite stories to hear you tell. Uh-oh. It's in college with that one bitch who I yelled at during class. It wasn't, you didn't yell at her. It was Chad. You were involved, but um, there was, uh, maybe we remember something different, but there was this girl. We were in college, and you and I were 19, 20, and she was maybe same age. Mm-hmm. Recently divorced. Very LDS. No, 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 not her. The one with the stuffed animal and shit? Yeah, that no, one. No, not her. That one uppity bitch in Carrie's class. That was like, oh, I don't remember all of that, but I remember you being very mad because you two would just start screaming at each other in class. You were so, so you two are polar opposites. Yeah. So and you got into it and you called her, called her a, a bitch, lot of, a lot of awful names. And yep. she called you a lot of awful names to which Carrie told you both like, all right, everyone, <laughs> let's well, be calm. This one incident in particular. So this girl, just to kind of set the stage, I'm not justifying my actions. Probably shouldn't have said half the shit I did. But here's here's how it went down. Oh, was if you remember in Carrie's class. So this was uh, th- there's a professor who we were still close with to this day. Uh, her and her husband are awesome. We had multiple classes from her from typography to. Yeah, I don't remember what the other classes were, but I remember we had at least like three classes. From big her. class. She was awesome. And um there was this girl in one of the classes and it was very much a graphic design class. Like we would put together magazine spreads mm-hmm. and container, like package designs, stuff like, I think it was package design. What it was, I think. Yeah. Where the rubber met the road with a lot of it. Yeah. And so part of the whole thing with, you know, being as I'm sure is like in any art degree is class critiques. <laughs> and so you would, you know, we would have the day where the project was due and it wasn't just like the teacher, you know, turning it in and the teacher arbitrarily, you know, assigning a grade to it. You would get up and present your vision and what you were trying to accomplish. Right. And then the class would give you constructive feedback or praise, you know, on what worked, what didn't. And it was it was great. Like it was it was fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's this one girl who just always tore apart everyone's shit. Caroline? Was that her name? Car- yeah, maybe. Something like that. Something like that. But she would just tear apart everyone's shit. Like, she just thought she was, like, the end-all, be-all of graphic design. And I remember it just bothered the hell out of me. Because you were the end-all, be-all. Yeah, because I was the end-all, be-all of graphic design. But, uh, well, not no, design, she, but just in general, like, just listen. Like, yeah. If, if anybody's going to talk shit on this class, it's going to be me. Exactly. So she would just, like, tear people's shit apart. And, like, that's fine. Like, she's open to her opinions on stuff. But what bothered me most is then she would get up to present her shit. 
And like people would offer her constructive criticism and she would fucking argue with them about everything. You know, most yeah. people, myself included, you too, Take would just stand up there and they'd be like, oh, well, you know, this might have looked cooler with these different types of color tones. Like, oh, OK, like I could see how you got there. Like, I appreciate that. Like, you know, keep that in mind for my next project yeah. sort of thing, you know, like what you're supposed to fucking do. And she would just get up there and fucking argue. She wouldn't take <laughs> any of the constructive feedback. I like that this is what you remember from college. <laughs> and so finally... <laughs> Like, I don't remember what sparked it off. I just remember, like, someone was up there presenting their shit. She was beating the hell out of them over it. And I finally just stood up and said, shut up, you stupid bitch. <laughs> and, like, I don't know what happened. It just snapped. And then she yelled something back at me. I'm pretty sure I called her a cunt. And I then that's sure when Carrie too. finally, like, stepped in and said, like, I think she sent her out to the hall and yeah. said, like, out to the hall, I'll handle this, like removed her from the situation. <laughs> she uh, was conflict resolution. Yeah. Carrie was great for she, that. She was, she was great at conflict resolution, was probably better after I left. <laughs> and, uh, and like, I, but here's the thing that was like, like she never like really, like Carrie never like, she didn't reprimand me. She's like, I don't appreciate you talking that way in my class, much less to another student. But she was also kind of like, I get it. <laughs> like, she didn't condone it. By any stretch of the imagination. But yeah, she was, she was kind of like, I get it. But just, you know, semester's almost over. Just, you know, grow up and deal with it. But yeah, that's, that's the only time like in like any sort of school setting where I just like just completely became unhinged. And see, so I would say as we're wrapping up, that story encapsulates <laughs> you very well. These little periods of you just like, you know what? No. Yeah. No, no. No. <laughs> and, and I'd say the only thing that's changed now is like, I don't get into those scenarios anymore. You know what I mean? Like if I think someone's a shit person, I just don't get involved with them anymore. Right. So right. it never escalates to that. But it's like, as we know, and as we see, and like, I have no problem, like just fucking driving over a bridge <laughs> and throwing a match behind me. If like, I feel like it warrants it. So like Comic-Con, but, uh, at the very least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, this was fun though. I'm glad yeah. we finally got to do this. Yeah. Thanks for coming out and grabbing yeah. dinner with me. Glad certain fuckers didn't ruin our night again. So, I love you, my friend. I hope that uh, you have a good Thanksgiving holiday. I love you too, buddy. Take it easy. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> this episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes. Be sure to check out our friends through being cool, and we'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>